Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. So welcome everybody to our practice manager webinar on a Friday for a change. Hopefully that will help some of you who we know struggle to get to us on a Wednesday um, lunchtime. So I'm Louise Greenwood, Director of Education and Training, and I'm joined today by both our Directors of Primary Care, Lisa Harding and Michelle Lombardi. As ever, we'll go through some topical things that we hope we'll find useful, so do put any questions you have in the Q&A box. If you um, have also questions about something else, that's absolutely fine, just pop them in the box too, and we'll get to them when we can. Um, we will um, record this, as we always do, and we'll put it on the website with any links that we have talked about to various different resources. And if you've asked us some questions which we don't know the answer to, we'll put them in there as well. And um, we absolutely do not pretend to know the answer to everything, but we do like to think that we can always find out if we don't. So I'm going to um, start off straight away and hand over to Lisa Harding, and she's going to talk to us about um, online access. We've done this a few times. I'm just thinking over the last 12 months, we've talked about online access quite a bit, Lisa. We have, and we're still there, aren't we? But um, Yeah. So a couple of bits I really wanted to cover today, and I'd be interested in terms of feedback from people on the call to see what 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 information they've had um, or communications they've had. But so starting off with um, some contact from practices around an NHS England return um, that they've been asked to do. So we know that NHSE are providing ICPs with data around um, the practices that applied that SNOMED code um, 104, the 104 code, um, probably we think to 50% or more of their population. And NHSE seem to be putting some pressure on the ICBs uh, to say that um, practices are limiting patient access in this way and they have to complete an online form by the first of each month. Um, the wording being that practices need to submit a plan to describe how they'll communicate and offer full access, record access to those patients where the 104 code has been applied in order to meet their contractual obligation and when this will be achieved. Um, so that we know that's gone out to a number of practices. Um, so whilst we do accept that offering and promoting full perspective record access is a contractual obligation, we don't believe that completing the online form on a monthly basis can be man mandated. Um, so we've just also included that in our newsletter this week, just to clarify for those practices that have been in touch with us, um, just raising this as an issue. And we're also talking to the ICBs um, to, to check what they're saying. Um, so that was one area. And then just wanted to confirm what the two main suppliers, TPP and EMIS, are communicating to the practices. So, as we understand it, TPP um, practices will have their prospective access enabled on the 1st of February, unless those practices have opted out. Um, so, we believe that TPP have directly notified practices in advance of their planned switch on date, and that there's no need for practices to review information entered before the 1st of February, as data will only be visible to patients from the date of switch on. Where patients had access to their record prior to the date of the change, that visibility will not change, and they will continue, continue to see their data as before. Um, TPP have also said if a practice does not wish for the change to be applied on the 1st of February um, and they haven't opted out, they need to take immediate action by emailing the team by the 27th of January at the latest um, to, uh, to state their wishes. Um, I'm less clear in terms of what EMIS have been saying to their practices, so it would be useful to have a bit of feedback. 
Um, but as far as I'm aware, that EMIS's practices have been sent a message to advise them to remove the 104 code if it had been applied to all patients and then reapply it to those needed, i.e. those who might lack capacity, etc. Um, and they are still advising practices that they, they can still opt out by contacting them, presumably by the end of the month as well. Um, so that's really just, just for information and it's be useful to have any feedback from anybody. Thank you, Lisa. And yes, do if you have any queries or have any concerns about that, do just contact us. Um, we are sort of on top of it as much as we can, but it's um, very much a moving, a moving field, isn't it? And um, thank you, Lisa. That's really helpful. Um, Michelle, I think they're coming to you next about what? Thanks, Louise. So I wanted to talk a bit about COF and the Winter Resilience Drug Support Payments that ICBs are potentially offering uh, practices within our area. So I think it's really positive that the ICBs are recognising the pressure that general practice is under and are putting in place winter resilient stroke support top-up payments in relation to COF um, for this year. So we just wanted to highlight there may be an implication to this around the aspiration payments for 23-24. And it's something that we're already aware of and already having conversations with the ICBs on as to how they're going to manage it. So if you do receive a top-up payment, um, this potentially could uh, affect your uh, aspiration for next year because actually it will be taken on the COF achievement for 22-23, so this year. So it's really just a highlight. We are aware of this. We are discussing it with the ICBs um, and we'll update practices as to how this will be managed going forward. Really helpful. Thank you, Michelle. Um, Lisa, you asked for a bit of feedback. We've got um, one question in. What are the legitimate reasons for opting out? So I think that's as per the guidance in the BMA letter. So I can attach the link to that original BMA letter. And I, I think... Um, in a nutshell, I think that the BMA are keen to still, whilst they do accept that online access is a good thing in the long time, long term, it is the issue around patient safety and data protection, data control or responsibilities that they still really want to pin down. Um, and I think that uh, those practices where they're worried that that opening up the data sort of full scale without having the opportunity to review patients could present some risks if patients are uh, vulnerable or at risk for any reason, for example, at risk of domestic violence or that, that they don't have capacity and those kinds of things. So I think those are some of the issues that the BMA ideally would like to make sure that we're completely happy and robust and in place before the, the programme is fully rolled out. Thank you. That's helpful, Lisa. So and we'll put the link um, in the chat or maybe if we don't do it now because it's quite tricky to, to do that as well as cooking. And we can put it on the website later. Um, and that will go out with the podcast. So hopefully that helps, Natalie. So um, another question, not related to the topics at the moment, but that's fine. I think, Michelle, you might be able to help with this one. What date in the month does the GPAD data get extracted? Uh, good question. I was just quickly trying to find it. So if you give me a couple of minutes, I'll see if I can find. There's usually an extraction um, schedule on the NHS Digital website. So let me see if I can find it and I'll, um, I'll post an answer or I'll come in with an answer once I've got it. Perfect. Thank you. So we'll come back to you, Hayley. Um, I just wanted to go on about um, something that's changing within HR. Now, I'm clearly not an HR expert, but I'm passing on a message that I thought might be helpful. Um, there is a retained EU law revocation and reform bill. And due to Brexit, at the end of December, there are potentially lots of changes to current employment laws. So the bill repeals all of the UK retained EU laws, for example, 2P maternity pay, working hours, that sort of thing. 
Um, and nobody knows yet when they've been repealed whether they'll come back looking the same. It'll be different. There is just a, a big unknown question mark over that at the moment. So HR advice is to get your current contract and your current staff handbooks completely in order so that you're at least straight before any changes come in. So we will obviously keep an eye on progress, and I'm sure you'll keep an eye on progress with any sort of HR providers that you work with. Um, and just if anybody's interested, we've just started um, a series of bite-sized webinars for um, any managers in within general practice on HR. So look out for those if that would be of any interest. So, um, so the main message is there's nothing we can do about the, the Brexit laws, but if you just keep an eye on your own contracts and get those up to date, that would be really helpful. Okay, um, I think, Lisa, we're coming to you now, and with a little bit of experience that we're seeing with practices at the moment. I think this is just to reflect that we're seeing a, a, an increasing number of practices feeling under pressure. Um, I think everybody um, is feeling a huge amount of pressure, and I think everybody across the patch is feeling different finding the difficulties in terms of recruiting and retaining, not just to the clinical team, but often also to the admin team as well. Um, and whilst we, we don't have all the answers and, and you know, I wish we had a bank of, of people that we could access for practices, it was just really a reminder to say, we are really happy to talk on a confidential and supportive basis if any practices just want a friendly ear to talk things through with. Um, whilst there's obviously the three of us, that are available to the practice managers, not to forget that the medical directors are there as well, um, particularly for the GPs, if they wish to access it. We do have the fantastic PM supporters too. Um, details on our website, they're there and very experienced at operational level, um, huge map of experience in all sorts of areas, including recruitment, mergers, everything else. Um, and we are having conversations all the time with the ICBs to look at how we can try and work together to improve some of those problems at a local level. So I think it was just just sort of to acknowledge it's it's really um, unprecedented, it's horrible words, and it's been overused so much over the last two, three years. But it's not just those practices where you might expect them to, to struggle. I think it's everybody. And it's just to really reiterate the offer that we are there if people just want to to contact us um, and that's on a confidential basis and we do have sometimes access to resources and information that we if we can't help we can signpost you to so please do make use of us if you want to maybe um talk to us sooner rather than later do you think that might be something that helpful to speak that's yeah um, absolutely there's you know it's always a good time so and there's no um no shame or failure um, or judgment made it is extraordinary some of the practices are struggling and as lisa said completely unexpected expectedly there is a chain of events so please do just chat to us and yeah we will try we will try and help yeah. thank you lisa um cqc so we just wanted to talk a bit about CQC. So we have our joint members committee uh, taking place next week where all of our three committees come together and we have speakers that come uh, come in and present to our members. And we just wanted to highlight that we've got the director of primary care from CQC attending. And we would ask, we wanted to ask if practices had any particular questions they would like us to pose to CQC or that, that person. Um, if you wanted to send them in, pop them in the Q&A, or if you wanted to email into um, one of us, we'll then raise them for you and um, share them with practices once we've got the response uh, next week. Lovely. Thank you, Michelle. I'm sure there'll be a, a few of those questions coming in. Um, I'm going to go on to talk a little bit about um, PCNs and PCN managers. 
We've been asked whether we can invite PCM managers to this forum and to all and any events and webinars where we currently invite practice managers. So sometimes we hold funds for Health Education England or NHSE for practice managers, and I'm very careful to protect these for practice managers. But we do understand that sort of landscapes change and things move on. Um, and primary care obviously is in a massive state of flux, as we just talked about with the struggling practices. So should we here at the LMC include PCN managers where we can't really just include practice managers? And conversely, Lisa and, and Will Hammond, one of our medical directors, and I run a discussion group for PCN managers over Zoom every six weeks or so. And should that invitation also be open to practice managers? I'm not expecting one sort of definite answer here, but it's just been interesting to know your thoughts. And we, off, we really want to offer safe spaces to all those we support, but don't want to exclude if that's not being helpful. And of course, we realize that some of you are PCM managers as well as practice managers. So do let us know your thoughts. We're really interested. Um, and we'll run a short survey to get some more views. Um, and um, yeah, just, just, just let us know what you think. And that would be really interesting. Um, okay, so we've had one one response already has said yes to PCA managers. So yeah, just let us know. As I say, um, things move, things move on, and we're very happy to look and be flexible. Um, so, but we just don't. We want to try and do the everything, try and do the right thing by the majority, which obviously is going to be it's going to be tricky, isn't it? But um, we're happy to look at anything like that, anything to make more flexible and more helpful to you. Um, so yeah, do let us know your thoughts. That would be really helpful. Um, and I can just I'm just going to pop over the chat now. So yes, the practice managers. Um, Yes, um, a comment about the very functional um, PCNC. Yes, another one. Yes, good. Okay, so that's that's three out of three. But um, there's probably lots of questions. Set. We'll do a survey so we can get all the practice managers um, on that to to answer. Okay, um, let's just go back to uh, there's a CQC question there, Michelle. I don't know if you saw that. We had our CQC inspection and they asked for additional information and gave a deadline. This had to be sent in by the evidence was then not taken into account as part of the inspection as it wasn't evidence on the day. The question is, what's the point of the extra evidence? So obviously that's not a question for you to answer, but that's unless again, but that's a question for you to take to the CQC inspector. If you can. I think that's quite interesting because I think mm. we we do meet regularly with the inspection managers um, from CQC. In fact, so I think we're meeting monthly because we've had quite a few um, issues raised by practices. So I think we need to take that one because I, I think it's quite interesting because when we have conversations, we see we do have a a different feel for that response. So I think we probably need to take it to them. And if you, the practice who's raised it is happy for me to use that as an example, use that their practice as an example, or if you'd like to us to do it anonymously, um, happy to do that. But uh, let's raise it with CQC and see what their thoughts are. I do see what they're saying. What's the point in asking for mm. it if they're not going to include it? Absolutely. And just an, another point that we do have committees all over our patch. So we have one for BSW, so that's um, Baines and... Um, Spindon and Wiltshire, one committee in Dorset and one committee at Hampshire and Isle White. And on these committees, we have um, invitees who are practice managers. So that is also another way of channeling any information or any queries you have got for the LMC. Do use the um, invitees also. All the individuals who are sitting on the committees are on our website links. And we'll put those in, again in the chat a little bit. Um, I will put it on the chat. I'll put it on the website later because I don't get to find it and put it on the chat. Um, so we'll do that later and when we publish the podcast. Okay, um, Michelle, I'll back with you. So this is in relation to contract negotiations. We just wanted to let everybody know that the contract negotiations have commenced and the General Practitioners Committee, so GPC, which is the arm from the BMA that, rec that represents general practice, 
have uh, commenced negotiations with NHS England. We await um, inf- further information on the outcomes of this, and as soon as we've got that information, we will share it for we will share it with practices. So these contract negotiations relate to 23-24, so the final year um, of the five-year deal that uh, that was put in place and has been negotiated previously. So as soon as we've got any information, we'll let practices know. I suspect in previous years we've put on additional webinars and shared our and shared specific information guidance. I'm sure we'll do that this year depending on the outcomes. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll share any update we have shortly with practices. So when, if, if negotiations were started, Michelle, when, when do we expect to see anything or do we absolutely not know? Uh, good question. I think we normally say something in February, um, okay. but they've, uh, they've, com- they've only recently commenced, I think, because of obviously the change in government. So it's been slightly delayed this year. So it's later starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've just got to wait and see. But usually February time, hopefully before the beginning of the new contract, which is obviously April. But uh, let's let's see what happens. Wait and see. Lovely. Um, so finally, on our sort of agenda topics here, I've got something which is um, unusual. So one of our Institute for General Practice Management representatives who covers the Wiltshire patch has said that there is a £25 voucher available for any receptionists who would, who would be happy to do a 30-minute online conversation with the Institute of Health Informatics. And this is in relation to a safe surgeries program. We don't really have any more information, but we'll put the link um, again hosted with the um, with the podcast if anybody would like to follow that up for their receptionists. Um, that might be, that might be um, quite interesting for them to do, and it might be just quite nice to get the £25. I don't know whether there is. I don't know what the voucher is for, actually. That could be quite interesting. So we'll see. Um, no, not just the Welch Jenny. It's, it's, sorry, the, the rep. Um, the IGPM rep was from Wiltshire, but it's for anybody, absolutely anybody across the patch. I would imagine it's a UK survey. So we'll absolutely put that link up if, if any of you would like to get involved and encourage your staff to get involved. Michelle, is now the time to come back to you for the, for the month or is it? So I haven't been able to find the exact date. So I will go away. We have we can contact NHS Digital. I can't find it on any of their information. They just say it's monthly. They don't say at what point and what date in the month. So we will ask a question and pop it with the podcast, pop an answer with the podcast. And obviously we've come as the gurus because Hayley, who asked the question, has also struggled to find it. So it's so it's interesting, isn't it? You'd think if they're pretty monthly, they would put maybe they bury it. Maybe that's fine. Um, so that's fine. So I think um, that's all. We'll put the link to the BMA letter with online access. We'll put that in the um, with the link to the podcast. Um, and we we will. Uh, I think that's it. That's all. Our, that's all our questions. So I think that's all for today. We've got our next webinar on Wednesday, the first of February at one o'clock. So um, have a fabulous weekend. Do try and get some rest and have some fun. And we will see you next time. So thanks everybody. Bye bye. Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice.